You are listening to Hydro Talks, a podcast from the global aluminium producer Hydro, setting out to explore the modern dilemmas for industry and society. Welcome to Hydro Talks. This is Craig Johnson from Hydro, and I am your host today as we discuss Hydro's response to the COVID-19 pandemic on our operations and people in Brazil and elsewhere. Hydro has more than 6,000 employees in Brazil, stretching from the Paragominas bauxite mine to the Alanorte aluminum refinery and Albras aluminum plant in Barcadena. In addition, the company has offices in Belém and Rio de Janeiro. With us today is Nina Schefte in Oslo, who is head of CSR in Hydro, that's Corporate Social Responsibility for short, and Luana Parvalosa in Belém, Brazil, who is responsible for social programs there. Welcome to you both. And Nina, when the COVID pandemic struck in Brazil in early 2020, what were your first thoughts? Well, social responsibility is a core part of Hydro's sustainability agenda, and we are well aware that we cannot succeed in a society that doesn't succeed either. So health and safety is, of course, important, first for our employees, but also for the people living in the communities where we are present. Uh, so last year in uh, in March we we saw that this is this is going to be quite overwhelming, and and we saw the need to develop guidelines uh, for uh, our operations all over the world to encourage uh, our business areas to engage with national, regional, and local authorities, including health authorities, to understand how Hydro best can assist in such a situation. There have been 16 million cases there and nearly 500,000 deaths. How do you shape a response to such an overwhelming challenge? Um, and examples of support that we wanted to, to uh, provide was to, from, from freeing up employees to work in critical sectors or to voluntary work to assist with information and education on the COVID-19 virus, or to assist with logistics and administration, to donate equipment, uh, and needed supplies and and so forth. So so we saw um, already in March that we needed to have some clear, clear clear guidance on this and and to see how we as a company could support in the in the local situation. So so we and because we are a global company, we have a diversified value chain operating in very different social contexts. So, so what we saw also was that our response must, it had to be need-based, meaning that we must first understand the situation and needs at a national and local level before we respond. And then also seen from a company perspective, it must be risk-based, meaning that we must prioritize support where the communities are more vulnerable or the local authorities do not have the capacity to, to meet the situation. We've got about 6,000 employees in Brazil, and uh, that alone means that you have a a large and perhaps complicated response that you have to try and coordinate from the other side of the world. How did that develop sort of early on? Well, we we, we had to set up a, a sort of emergency, emergency uh, organization internally. So we had 
uh, weekly updates on how the on, on in parts of the period we also had daily updates on how, how the situation developed um, and since it all started in China and and then came to Europe before it hit hard in in Brazil we had some experience on on how how the COVID-19 situation could uh, could uh, develop locally so so but what we and what we saw was that we need to have a clear structure and and very uh, frequent updates on the situation, so we could, so we quite quickly could could react and and uh, and respond where it was needed um, based on the developments. Mm -hmm. Well, Luana, let me ask you, um, what's your personal experience being in Brazil at this time? So the situation in Brazil, um, we can we can say that when we started, especially to listen people from communities. But also listen uh, the authorities and and the public management on the main challenges. We started to 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 think and plan how could we how could we um, support these 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 different um, these different people. So uh, of course we all uh, each one has a role and an important role that we can first take care of ourselves, but what we can do to support and help uh, others. So uh, based on that, we could see that the main issues started with the basic education on, on hygiene and washing hands and what I need to do to take care of myself and my family. And after that, we also see that the, one of the main challenges were the impact was an impact on the economy. So we also started to think how could we uh, collaborate to, to these people that are being impacted by the pandemic. Uh, and based on that, we, we started to, to support people um, um, uh, mainly to have access to, to their basic rights as food and hygiene items. So I'm bringing this on a more practical uh, way of saying because, as I say, uh, only only I know what I'm facing due to the pandemic, uh, and especially when this started to reach people very close to us, our families, our friends. So what we can do to make a positive difference, even in so, such a challenge time. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. When I look at some of the initiatives that, that we have been involved with, um, you would expect a big company far away maybe to just donate a big sum of money and hope for the best. But when I look at that, we've donated things like face masks, food and hygienic items, uh, educational materials, uh, funding for medical research, even helping building some field hospitals in Para State. This seems to me that that's a real like one-to-one -one or an advantage that's being given directly to the people who are, are living their day-to-day -day lives. Yes, uh, one of the things we are very proud that when we started to, to buy masks to donate to our employees, we mapped uh, these local centers that were able to to prepare the masks to us. So we managed to buy more than two hundred thousand masks locally to donate to our employees. 
And then based on that, we could also uh, strengthen the local economy and, and, and market. And, and of course, to improve these people um, income generation based on a very nice uh, initiative that could not only provide their income generation, but also support them on developing capacity to prepare the masks to the market locally. So this we can see that how we can really think on alternatives that we we put together our efforts in the territory and bringing together the different sectors, including the public sector, uh, local companies, NGOs, everybody together with a common goal um, to fight against COVID. So this is something we can, we are very proud to share including our uh, volunteers, uh, our, our employees and volunteers that also did a huge effort to support our neighbor and neighbors and local, local communities. Uh, what kind of response have you gotten from people or, or witnessed yourself for some of these efforts that we've done? We could see people uh, sharing their gratitude for for the effort to to help and support in these challenging times, and especially to together with them demonstrate how uh, we can make a positive difference together. So we have seen trips that increased their, for example, increased their income. Uh, more than 100%. So uh, this shows that uh, building capacity and putting efforts together, we are able to, to make a positive difference and to move forward even during challenging times. Yes, I think it's uh, what Luana here explains and, and have a lot of good examples on is, it's really, um, it shows that the response that we have had in Hero really shows that care is really one of our core values because a lot of the initiatives related to COVID that has been done locally um, has been initiated by our own employees. And it's just as Luana said, it's so important that we, we as a company respond locally because we also then see uh, what is needed and, and that we have worked together with different local institutions just as they've done in Brazil it's also been done in other regions of the world and a good example is now lately in India where they were hit hard again by the COVID-19 situation where we also have a limited number of employees but they have now contributed in India has supported locally health institutions and they have also supported with um, for the most vulnerable people with food and and uh, healthcare. So it's uh, so I think it's uh, it really shows that we have employees that cares for the for the local communities uh, where we are present. We have also given uh, some support on on global level to to UNICEF and their COVID nineteen response uh, programs. Uh, but the most important uh, response we have given has been done locally, I think, because it's been done in so many of our sites, both in Europe and Asia and in, in uh, both South and North America. So it has been on more or less every every part of our organization and every site have contributed with some of their uh, support to, to this really challenging situation. Mm -hmm. Well, it must be very fulfilling to, to know that your job and those uh 
efforts of, of uh, employees in Brazil are coming to such a, a good use. And I think it's good because you have all these good examples. It's 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 such it's so great. So that's thank you so much. Thank you. Well, thank you very much to you both. We have been talking with Nina Schefter from CSR and Hydro and Luana Carvalosa in Belém, Brazil. And thanks to our listeners for joining this episode of Hydro Talks. Thank you for listening to Hydro Talks. Make sure to subscribe. If you have any feedback or comments, get in touch at podcast at hydro.com.